is not just in explaining the Pshat, but even when it comes to teaching us a lesson in our own personal Aveda, every single word that Rashi uses is consistent with the messages in our serving Hashem, in our growing in our own Aveda. Actually, incredibly, incredibly fascinating as it all ties together. Let us begin. We are talking about two psukim in Parshas Kisisa, on which Rashi says a pirush that seemingly is exactly the same. And the question is going to be, why would Rashi repeat himself, especially within the same parsha? It's been discussed many times, the total precision of Rashi on Torah. Including in this is that generally speaking, Rashi does not repeat himself twice. Similar to what Rashi says with regards to the Mishkan and Parshas Vayakel, I'm not going to explain everything all over again because I already explained it when they were instructed about this the first time around. What would be the exception? The exception would be if this second time something new is being introduced to an extra explanation, then for that Rashi would repeat himself. Or another reason that Rashi would repeat himself, then if many Parshias have passed, since the first time he explained it, or certainly if we're in a new Chumash, then Ashi would repeat himself, maybe concisely, briefly, even if nothing new is being added. It's possible that the student learning forgot or doesn't remember what he learned the first time because so many Parshias have passed, then Rashi might repeat himself. But this idea that Rashi does not repeat himself is most certainly the case in Ein Parsha Gufa, within the same Parsha. It's not logical to say that the student is going to forget that which Rashi had just said a few psukim previously. And obviously, if you're in the same parsha, just a few psukim later, Rashi has no need to repeat himself unless he's going to be introducing something new and different. So based on this introduction, you have to understand in our parsha. We find that Rashi repeats himself twice. In the first time is Perek Lamed Gimel Pasik Beis, where the Pasik says, "Vishalachti lefanecha Malach." I'm going to send before you an angel. Vegeirashti, and I will banish. Esaknayni or Emeri vaAchiti vaAprizi yachiv vaEvusi. The Pasik says over here six 
nations and does not mention Girgashi. Is it Ashamaitik from Pasik the Girashti Saknaini? It's actually quotes the words the Girashti Saknaini. This of course is going to be relevant. The Dibra Maschil always tells us so much about the Rashi. When his Mefarash and Ashi says, Shisha Umaysain, there's six nations here. Or they are six nations. Vahagirgoshi Omad Uponam Ipneyameilov. And the Girgashi stood up and left. From before them, may a love on their own accord. So that's what Ashi says. Why, when the Abish is telling us that he's going to send us an angel to help us get rid of these nations, does it not mention Girgashi? Because the Girgashi is going to go away by themselves. Then there's another Pasik in Pedic Lamadal Pasik Yudalif. Where the Pasik is telling us not to learn from the other nations and to destroy their altars and to destroy their, their idols, etc. The Pasik says, Again, I will banish from before you the Amoidi, the Knaini, and continues with the other six nations. And doesn't mention Girgashi. Is it Ashimaitik Asamoidi the Gamer Sashi quotes the words Asamoidi? Unis Mifarish and explains, Vavumis Yeshkan, there are six. Nations mentioned here, because the Girgashi left, left, left from before them, evacuated. Seemingly, these two Rashis seem almost identical. Why would Rashi have to repeat himself a second time? That's the key question of this Sikha. Base is dumb mefarshim vazagin. So the so certain mefarshim, the masculine David says as follows: As Rashi chats it ibed and pirish tefar, but by mitzvaytin mol letter pasuk as the ibed to baatz mayelich legarsham nidruch hamalach vivan fridikim pasuk. In the first pasuk, it's talking about vishalachti lefonecha malach. I'm going to send a malach, an angel ahead of you to help you out in, the, in getting rid of these nations. The second pasuk says, "He in I Hashem is is going to banish these nations. So the Farshim say that the second pasuk is talking about the Eibushter. When the Eibush is Rashi Mefarish, and therefore Rashi says, "As Afal Pikein Vetin Demprat Nizan Kinchilik." That despite the fact that the Eibushter is here, still it's going to be the same situation as when we're talking about a Malach. What's that going to be? And even if I am banishing them from before you, it doesn't mean that they'll be chased away and there'll be no need for war. Means that there'll be a war, but the Eden are going to win the war because the Malach is there. So I might think that because Hashem is there, there's no need for war at all. They'll be able to, to, to be banished from the land without war. So therefore comes Rashi to say that only the Girgashi is going to go away. Nor Blois Girgashi. Only Girgashi is going to go away by themselves. Like we said before. And the other nations are still going to be a war. That's how the Mepharshim explain. That, that I might have thought that by Hini Girgash, when they talk about the Abishter, the Abishter is powerful enough to cause that there'll be no need for war at all. Comes Rashi and says that the Girgashi left on their own or is going to leave on their own, but the rest of the nations is going to be done through war. It's just that the Abish is going to help them win the war. And that's why Rashi says it again to clarify that nothing changed 
in the the promise that the Abister is making. Das Rabbanit Glatik says the Rebbe this mefayrus the, the way the masculine David uh, uh, explains this is not smooth. It's not easily understood. From Aleph number one, der chiddush as the vavum is vanlita vegim yatsmam afilu ven pana yeleicho. This chiddush, this idea that the six nations will not go away by themselves, even with the Abister's presence. Shtete the Nashi. Rashi doesn't say this. He only talks about why the Pasuk doesn't say Girgashi. And this we already know. If when the Malach is there, Girgashi goes away, for sure when the Abishter is there, Girgashi goes away. But that's the only thing that Rashi touched upon. Rashi only touched upon why Girgashi is not mentioned. Rashi doesn't talk about why the other nations are mentioned or whether there would be a war or wouldn't be a war with them. So to say such a chiddush in Rashi, that Rashi is saying that there won't be a war, is Rashi doesn't say that. Base another point. If the pasuk was talking about the war and saying that the Yidden will win because the Abister is with them, is moving the bavarinish from the pirush, and then we would understand why Rashi has to say something. But even though the Abister is walking amongst us, we would still need a war. Excluding Gigashi, which would go away on their own. Not only does Rashi not say this, the Pasik isn't discussing Melchama. And if you look at the Pasik, I'm going to help you out, I'm going to get rid of it for you, I'm not going to just rely on a Malach. It implies that this will be a better form of conquering. And not only that, but it seems that this, this kibush is the same. This conquering is the same as the previous one. It seemed to imply from the Pasik that we're getting, it's going to get better, and it doesn't get better. So the, we have two questions on the masculine of it. Number one, Rashi doesn't say what you're saying. Number two, the Pasuk isn't even talking about Muhammad. Not only that, the, it, it seems from Rashi now that this, is, that this Pasuk is saying the same thing as the previous Pasuk. When we would have thought that this Pasuk is upping the ante. So the question becomes now, if, the, if according to the masculine David, Rashi is telling us that there, only the Gagashi is going to leave and there's going to have to be a war with the other six nations, then you have not improved the form of kibush. You haven't made it any better. You're in the, we're in the same place. So not only does the masculine David not make it better because we don't we now understand what Rashi is saying, now it makes it worse because it now took the Pasik that thought that the Abishter is going to be helping us out and it seems that it's not going to be helping us out any more than the Malach will. So therefore, the Pirush of the masculine David is now refuted. We can't, we don't see that Pirush in, this, in these Psukim. We don't see it in Rashi. We're back to our original question. Why does Rashi tell us the same thing twice? The Kashi wird noch starker, and this question is actually even stronger. If this is a necessary thing to touch upon, if when the Pasuk says six nations, we have to explain why it doesn't say the seventh when it's well known, 
from the very first Rashi and Taita, for example, that there are seven nations. How does Rashi get up if I resign vendor Pasikrech and to use Norvov Umais from Eshtenmol? Al Kuponim if I resign Friyer. The Rashi should have said this earlier. This is not the first time that we encounter a Pasik that mentions six of the seven nations. Within this same Chumash, we find it a number of times previously. Twice in Parshish Shmois. I went down to save them from Mitzrayim. I will go down to save them from its time. And to bring them up from that land. To a land of goodness and abundance. To a land flowing with milk and honey. And Gegoshi is not mentioned. And then, just about uh, uh, nine psukim later. And I said, I will raise them up from the suffering of Egypt. And again, Gagashi is not mentioned. And then in Pedic Chavgimel Pasik Chavgimel, which is the Parshas Mishpatim, the Pasik says, "Ki Yelech Malachi Levanach, my Malach, my Angel will go before you. The Aviachan is going to bring you. Elo Ameri Vachiti Vaprizi Vaknani Rachivi Vaivusi Vichadativ, and I will banish them. And there's no mention of Gigashi. So this is three Psukim, two in Shmais, one in Mishpatim. That the same thing happens. The Pasik mentions six out of the seven nations, and Rashi does not address it at all. So the question is, if it's so important to address, why does Rashi? not say anything. Here Rashi says it twice. And previously Rashi says nothing. So, we can answer right away. In the beginning of the section in Parsimus Patim, it starts, I'm going to send an angel. So what's what's the context? Rashi is mefarish. Khan is basru by the telling them that he's going to send an angel. With this, he was informing them that in the future there's going to be a sin. And the Shechina is going to tell them, I cannot go up with you to Eretz Yisrael. I have to send an angel. That's how Rashi explains the pasuk about Hinei Anoichi Shleich Malach. When does this happen? When does this actually play itself out that the Shechina, the hidden sin, and the Shechina says, I can't go with you? It's in our parish, the parish is Kisisa. With Rebis, says to Moshe Rabbeinu, after the sin of the Egel of the golden calf, I'm going to send a Malach before you, amongst you, because I can't go up with you. And since Rashi in Mishpatim is indicating to us that he's going to, that we're going to learn more about this in a future parsha, which is in our parsha Kisisa. So Rashi relies there on what's going to be said here to explain this detail as well, why there's only six nations mentioned. This is a very simple, practical answer. With regards to Parashas Mishpatim, we know we don't have the whole story. So the fact that it says six 
and not seven nations, we know that when we get to hear the rest of the story, we'll get to hear the answer to this as well, why it says six nations. So that's why Rashi says nothing in Mishpatim, because he's relying on what he's going to say in Kisisa. So that answers that question. But in Shmais they have two psukim where the Pasik mentions six nations and does not mention Girgashi. Why does Rashi not stop and explain that over there? So we have now two questions. Question number one, why does Rashi say say the same thing twice in Parshas Kisisa? And number two, in Parshas Shmois, why does Rashi not say anything? Okay, before we get to the answer, we have to first look at the two Rashis, and we're going to notice the differences between the two Rashis. We also have to understand the differences in the wording of the two Parshas, of the two Rashis. They are six nations. When in Satan, whereas in the second time, Vav Umis Yeshkan, the six nations we have here, there are six nations here. Base number two, in the first Rashi, he says, and the Girgashi. The second time, because or for the Girgashi. Rashi ends that they left on their own accord. In the second Rashi, he, does, he omits the word and doesn't say it. Dalit back to the Dibra Maschil, and the Eshtenmos Rashi might take from Pasik Vigirashti as Aknani. The first time Rashi quotes from the Pasik the word Vigirashti, and I will banish or and I will expel. And the Satanmos are might take Blaze as a mighty Uniti Nigeris Mipanacha. The second time he just quotes the name of the nations, but doesn't say anything about banishing them. In that Pasik, the words would have been Hini Nigeris Mipanacha, but Rashi does not include that in the Dibra Maschil. He just begins with Eshaibari. So those are our four differences. Hain and Yeshkan, Vihagirgashi, Kihagirgashi, May a love or no may a love, or Vigirashti and no Vigirashti. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do in Sifei is we're going to explain the difference between Shmois and Kisisa, why in Shmois something does have to be does not have to be said, and in Kisisa something does have to be said. The boy. The difference between the Psukim in our Parsha and those in Parsha Shmois and in Parsha's Boy, the Rabbi here is referencing a Ha'ara from earlier where he mentioned in the Parsha's Boy also there's a Pasuk that has five nations and, and two nations are missing. But the difference would be, we're also there, we're missing some, one or two of the nations, is the pastors is very simple and practical. In Parsha Shmois, that's it, Nitvek and design Umois, Kishalatsman, and Shmois, we're not talking about the nations. Norvegian is their land. In Shmois, it's a geographical conversation. We're talking about the land and we're identifying the land by where the nations live. The Rebbe says, as if the Idna Ruslam of Mitzrayim and bringing the Aladit Tevar or Chava, let it have us Cholavodvash. The Rebbe says, promising that he's going to take the Idna of Mitzrayim and bring them to a land of goodness and abundance, a land flowing with milk and honey, El Mikoim Aknani Vachiti Vahamiri Vapriz Vahiv Vahibusi, to the place where these nations live. The second passage is, Allah Eschem Yoni Mitzrayim. 
I'm going to bring you up from the suffering of Mitzrayim to the land of the Canaanites. To a land flowing milk and honey. We're taught with milk and honey. We're talking about a geographical location. There's no question why Rashi doesn't say all seven. What I'm does is moving from Satapasik. He already said it's a, a land of goodness, a land of plenty, a land of flowing with milk and honey. We basically know where this space is. So as soon as he tells us the six nations, and it, we already know what the geographical location is, he doesn't have to say all the nations. We can add an extra detail over here. And why these and not the other ones? If it's just about a location, because this choice is part of Eretz Yisrael, that Eretz Toiva or Chava, the land of goodness and plentifulness, etc., is where the other six nations were and not where Gergashi was. So not only, not only is he saying, is it ever saying that, that, that I already know the geographical location at this point, I don't need to say Gergashi, actually he's saying something, something more than that, that the, that the, that the best part of Eretz Yisrael was not where Gergashi was, and therefore he doesn't mention Gergashi because he wants to talk about where it is and how good it is. And therefore, there's no need to mention Girgashi that does not up the value of Eretz Yisrael. So, Parshishmais, we're not even talking about the nations. We're talking about the land where the nations lived. And therefore, there's no need for Girgashi to be said as long as I know what the Abish is talking about. In our parsha, we're not talking about a land. We're actually talking about their nations, about their expulsion, about their downfall. Therefore, here all of a sudden, why doesn't it talk about the fact that Gergashi is also going to be banished from the land? This is a real question. In Shmai, there's no question. Once I know where we're going, I, I, it's good enough for me. But here we're talking about the, 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 the expulsion of all of these nations. So why does the Pasuk not tell us like Yergashi, who were inhabitants of Eretz Canaan, are going to be banished as well? So that explains the difference between Shmai and Kisisa. That in Kisisa, Rashi does have to address this question. However, Sivavi is going to say that the two different psukim and kisisa are telling us two totally different things, which is why Rashi has to explain it twice, because in truth, Rashi is saying two different things. And like we said in the first paragraph, when the second Rashi is bringing a toisvis chidush ubir, is explaining something new and different, Rashi does have to say it again for the new thing that's being introduced in the second pirush. And, and the difference between the two Rashis will be understood by focusing on the difference in the Dibra Maschil and the difference in the wording as we brought earlier in the Sikha. In dem Gufe is Aber da an Unterschied von dem ersten Pasuk, we have the second Pasuk, in Kisisa itself, there's going to be a big difference, a difference between the first and the second Pasuk, when der Chiluk wird ungedeit in die Werter, and this difference is indicated in the words, was Rashi is Maitik from Pasuk, which Rashi quotes from the Pasuk. The first passage is Rashi Maitik Diverter Vegirashti Saknani. 
In the first Pasuk, Rashi quotes the word Vigirashti and I will banish. The discussion in that first Pasuk is that the Abishar is going to hand over the Yidden, the, 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 the other nations, into the hands of the Yidden. is going to banish these nations. Father Ziklach Bir, so immediately comes a question. The Pasuk Rat Da Nor Zex. The Pasuk, sorry, the Pasuk Rechent Nor Zex. The Pasuk lists only six. The Azeza Nidin Pater Givon from the Zibetanuma. How are the How did the Yidin get rid of, or how are the Yidin going to get rid of the seventh nation? Girgashi. So Rashi clarifies. Shishu Uma is saying that in this Pasuk, he talks about six nations. That the fact that the Abish is going to banish the nations refers specifically to the six. And the seventh nations. Got up and evacuated on its own accord. It left. The Abishta had to help the Yidden for the six nations. The seventh nation, Girgashi, left by itself. This answers the question. How will the Girgashi be gotten rid of if the Abishta is not if, if they're not in the, in the in the category of the Girashdi? And the answer is they're going to take care of themselves. That's the first pasuk. In the second pasuk, this idea about their about their expulsion comes as a follow-up, as a continuation to that which it says earlier, guard for yourself all of these commandments that I'm giving you today. This Pasuk is also a preface to divide to the future, to the later commands where the, where the Pasuk is telling us about, not, about being careful to not learn from the nations and to destroy their idolatry and to des- destroy their uh, altars, their misbechas, etc. The Pasuk is not here, is not focused here on describing how the other nations will be expelled. No, does very termont outside to divide the kitzvim It's just there, sort of as an aside, in order to bring up the future, the, the, the later psukim, which are the commandments to the yidden. When the fire is move on, as the steltzich the shaila. So now we have another question. Need canal vis and potigvan from Gergashi. We're not asking how did they get rid of Gergashi because we're not talking here about the expulsion. Nor here that we're talking about these commandments for vos der mondo niter pasuk gigashi vibaldas divided the kitzivuim zanim enegetsu ala zibin umais koyl gigashi. Why does the pasuk not mention gigashi if these commandments, if these restrictions apply to gigashi as well? So we have two different questions. In the first pasuk, the question is how are we going to get rid of gigashi? And Rashi says, don't worry, Gagash is going to leave by themselves. In the second Pasuk, we have a different question. Why does the Pasuk not include Gagashi in these restrictive commandments that are seemingly, should have been applicable to Gagashi as well? Before we get to Rashi's answer, and to see how, how, how Rashi's answer fits so beautifully into the words, first of all, this is why Rashi doesn't quote the words, Hinini Goyrus Mipanacha in the Dibra Maschil. Because it's not about the Gaidish. The whole concept of the of the of the of the expulsion is only an aside in order to introduce the commandments that are relevant to these nations. But in the brackets, the Rebbe is going to try to find for this and going to refute that answer. 
And then we're going to get to what Rashi answers. So maybe a very simple. The reason that the Pasuk doesn't say Girgashi, because it does say Hinini Girgashi, even though it's, it's not the main part of the Pasuk, but it does say Hinini Girgashi, I'm going to expel. And, and we already learned a few Pesukim earlier that Girgashi is not going to be expelled by the Abishter. And therefore, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk can't say Girgashi because Girgashi is not included in Hinini Girgashi. Maybe that's why it skips Girgashi. It's actually a very brilliant uh, uh, answer. Vile says the Rebbe, that's not the answer. Well, number one, Aleph Hagufakash. Your answer is actually the question. Why would the Pasuk say he that would exclude Gergashi? Because the whole purpose here is to talk about these commandments that are relevant to all the nations. Our question is why, why is Gergashi not mentioned? So you're going to answer because it says he Don't say he and tell me Gergashi. Why would the Pasuk use the term Hinini Gerish? If Hinini Gerish is a problem, why would the Pasuk use Hinini Gerish that would force me to exclude Girgashi when these mitzvahs are applicable to them? Applicable to the Yidden with regards to them. Beis ve'ikir. More importantly, Beniden didan is masim der lashen Gerish v'penechech v'nege Girgashi. In this case, we could use Gerish, Hinini Gerish, even with regards to Girgashi. In the free, the Pasuk Vigirashti Saknani is moving for us to Vigirashti Shlishtu is Girgashi. In the first Pasuk, we understand why Vigirashti excludes Girgashi. Because since that is the primary place discussing this, uh, this uniqueness of the fact that the Avish is going to help with the other nations. And therefore it makes sense to not include Girgashi in the expulsion of the other six nations. Because that would make us think that Girgashi was expelled in the same manner as the other nations. And it wasn't, that's not, that's not true. They left by themselves. But in the second Pasuk, where the, where the expulsion is only being mentioned as an aside, as a preface to something else, and since we already know that the Gagashi left on their own, now you could use the term Gairish even with the eyes to Gagashi. The fact that the Abishta is going to Banish the nations. could be in various different ways. Including the fact that he will instill in them this this uh, affright. As they play from the that they run away on their own. So, when you're saying how it's being done, that the Abister is doing it, so you have to make sure to clarify that Girgashi was done in a different way. But now that we know that Gagashi was done in a different way, and we're saying he didn't need Gaidish as an aside to something else, it could include Gagashi. Because the fact that they ran away was also Hashem's doing. It wasn't Hashem's doing like, like a Muhammad, like a war, but it's Hashem's doing. The fact that they felt that they, they were so scared that they had to run away is also done by Hashem. So in the place where you're talking about the actual manner of expulsion, so you want to clarify that it was two different things. But now that we already, we already covered that, aspect that Gagashi ran away in a different way than the other nations. Now that we're just introducing these mitzvahs that are relevant to the Yidin, that, 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 are, that are on the Yidin as it relates to the other nations, then Hinnigarish could include Gagashi. Because even the way that Gagashi ran away was also a miracle of Hashem. 
So we're back to our question in Rashi. Rashi has to answer the question, why is Girgashi not mentioned in the Pasuk if the contents of the Pasuk does relate to Girgashi? The Rebbe is Dr. Rashi, therefore Rashi says... As that the reason why you have six nations here and why you doesn't mention Girgashi is Vav Umois Yeshkan because over here we have only six nations. Nor Divav At the time that the Yidden entered into Eretz Israel, there were only six nations that were inhabitants of the land. Undermitis move on, and therefore this will explain to us. You might make a treaty with the inhabitants of the land that you are arriving to it. You have to, you have to smash their altars. Now we understand why these commandments are said only to the six nations. Because with regards to Gagashi, it's not necessary to say anything. Because the Gagashi left. And now that explains. So first of all, that explains why he says yes can and that shisha umoishein because he doesn't mean shisha umoishein that in general the pasuk is saying six nations. He's saying shisha umos yes can here in Eretz Yisrael there are only six nations, and it's also understood why he says kia girgashi. Not the, but we need to understand that this is time for us to see what we get to girgashi. In the first pasuk, he's just saying. What happened to Girgashi? Ve'a Girgashi, six nations at war. Ve'a Girgashi, the Girgashi left by himself. Here he's answering a question, why is the Girgashi not mentioned in the Pasuk? And he has to answer, because the Girgashi left already. This also answers our third point. Why Rashi does not say may a love the word may love because how they left or why they left is not relevant at this point. Nor blaze them as just the fact that they're not there, and therefore it explains why the tzivuyim are not being said to them. When the fires and nitkeven in klal for yisvaris, therefore he was not included in the inhabitants of the land. in the time when you arrived. So let's go back very quickly and answer our questions. Why? Does Rashi say, say the, the seemingly the same thing twice? He's answering two different questions. One, he's answering the question, how will we get rid of Girgashi? And the second, he's answering, why does Basak not say Girgashi if these halachas are relevant to Girgashi? Why doesn't he say anything in Parshish Mois? Because in Parshish Mois, he's not talking about the nations. He's talking about a geographical location, and he gave us enough information to know what we have to know. Now, the, 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 the Yukim in Rashi, the, the first one has the Dibra Maschal, the Gerashti, and not in the second one, because in this first one, he's talking about the Girush. The, the, the contents of the Pasik is about the Girush. Therefore, Rashi says, the Gerashti. In the second Rashi, he's not addressing the Girush. He's addressing the, 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 the mitzvahs that, that are there. And therefore, no, no need to say Girush or the Gerashti in the Dibra Maschal. Why did he say Vav Umis Heim versus Vav Umis Yashkan? Because in the first Pasik, He's, he's talking about the fact that the Abishar is going to destroy the six nations. In the second Rashi, he's answering why the Abishar, why the Pasuk doesn't say 
doesn't say Girgashi, uh, and he answers because here, Yeshkan in Eretz Yisrael, only six nations. And that's why he says, Ki ha Girgashi, because he's, he's answering a question why Girgashi is not mentioned here. So he has to give a reason, Ki ha Girgashi, because Girgashi wasn't in Eretz Yisrael at the time. And that's why he doesn't say the word Me'e love, because the, how they left, if it was on their own accord or was in a different way, is irrelevant. Once they're not here, they don't need to be mentioned in the Pasuk. So that answers the Rashi, and you see how beautifully the specific words of Rashi and the Dibra Maschil, what Rashi quotes from the Pasuk, actually helps us understand what Rashi is talking about. And once we understand what Rashi is talking about, we understand why there have to be, has to be two Rashis, because Rashi is addressing two totally different issues. Now we're going to talk about a halachic takeaway from this Rashi. When the Yonah since Gagashi left, and at the time of the entry of the Yidden into Eretz Yisrael was not an inhabitant of the land, yes, we can debate whether these, these uh, uh, prohibitions and instructions that the Pasa gives us with regards to the other nations, do they apply also with regards to Gagashi? Especially if the Gagashi were to come back there at Israel, we have the following debate. Do we say that what's most relevant is the time of entry into Eretz Israel? And since at the point, at the time of entry, the Gagashi wasn't there, therefore these mitzvahs, these instructions do not apply to Gagashi. Or maybe what 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 uh, what is the deciding factor? Were they there at the time of the tzivui? The tzivui is now in Parshas Kisisa. That's when the Avish is giving the command. At this time, the Gagashi is still there. So maybe because at the time that the Avishar gave the tzivui, the command, the Gagashi were still inhabitants of the land, the mitzvahs do apply to them. All these restrictions have to be kept also with regards to the people of Gagashi. Do I say that because when the Yidden entered into the land, they weren't there, these mitzvahs don't apply? Or do I say that because when the Abishar gave the command, they were still there, the mitzvahs do apply? It's a halacha question. From the way Rashi says there are six nations here, in Eretz Yisrael at the time of going in Kiyagagashi Yom Adapon Repneim is mashma. This implies Ados was their tzivis because the fact that the commands were given only with regards to the six nations is their far of a pale is because realistically they weren't only those six nations were there. Yeshkan Kiyagagashi Yom Adapon Repneim. This only this only six nations here because the Gagashi left. Or beetzem meinyan is eich benegi Gagashi chal dechiyuv. But inherently. The, the, the same obligations, the same uh, uh, restrictions apply even with regards to Gugashi. Especially since the fact that when Avistar gave this commandment, they were still inhabitants of the land. Therefore, that does not stop to be applicable even afterwards if they left later. So in other words, the Rebbe is deducing from the words Yashkan that Yashkan is a practical thing. Why is Gagashi not mentioned, because right now they're not there to talk to. But that doesn't mean to say that they don't know, that it doesn't apply. Fakert. 
because during the tzivling they were still in, in Eretz Yisrael, therefore it does apply to them. And the Rebbe is 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 deducing from this Rashi that la halacha the all of these restrictions apply also with regards to the people of Girgashi. And this explains why we find in Chumis Dvarim, will give them into your hands. And you will strike them. Banish them. Do not make a treaty with them. Do not uh, be, be favor, do not, do not be kind to them. Don't marry them. You should snatch their altars. Over there in Dvarim, clearly it seems to include Girgashi. And we don't have to uh, um, force ourselves to say that those commandments are talking to Girgashi before they left, as some of the uh, um, uh, um, Paskim want to say. Or with regards to the few Gigashim that remained spread out in Eretz Yisrael. No, you could say that it's talking about even with regards to the rest of Gigashim. And the reason is because since during the Tzivuy, they were there, they were in Eretz Yisrael, the Tzivuy, the command applies to them as well. And the only reason why they weren't mentioned in the, in the Psukim and Kisisa is because at the time of the Kinesa Laris, they weren't there. So it wasn't necessary to talk to them at the time or about that time. But inherently, the, the same... Halachas apply to them as well. Now let's continue to the Yenish Shaltera. And the Yenish Shaltera is going to be an absolutely fascinating uh, 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 message. What's fascinating about it is how it, how it fits in so beautifully into the Rashis. But before we can get to the Pnimi Yisrael which is in Sif Yud, we first have to uh, create another seemingly, another difference between the two Rashis in the practical, which is going to be in Sif Tes. The two, the two different wordings that Rashi uses. By saying versus it seems to imply that we're talking about two different time time frames. The first period says there are six nations. And and the Gagashi left. Is Mashma as the Vegirashti had that the Vegirashti affected the seven nations, the six nations that they, that they were expelled. And in addition to that, following that, when it came to getting rid of Gagashi, Hagagashi Ahmad Khulu, the Gagashi got left by themselves. In Lashon Ki HaGegashi, whereas if you say because the Gegashi Yom Adepon Repneim is Mudgesh that doesn't give an Fardim in the Gedesh Pipanecha. It happened before the, the expulsion of the other nations. Ukepash Tosh Lashon Shishumis Yashkan. There are only six nations here now. Ki HaGegashi Yom Adepon Repneim because the Gegashi already left. And it's Nichol Gevanim in the Gedesh Pipanecha. He's not included. If you say Vigedashti and I will banish and say the six nations, as Rashi says, and the Gigashi. The Gigashi is also being expelled, just not by the Abishter, it's doing it by itself. So the Abishter expels the, the six nations, and then the Gigashi goes away. If you say yes, there are only six nations here now. Key, because the Gigashi left, implies that the Gigashi left first. But the Ashtar says, they give the say that I'm going to rise the pale, and seemingly, 
That is, the, the second Rashi is how the, it was actual, the chronological order of events. Even before the Yidin entered into Israel and went to war with the Six Nations, he had already left. So at this point, it seems to be a machlaikis. The first period says that first was the war, and then the Gergashi left by themselves. The second Nasi, first the Gergashi left, and then there was a war, and the other six nations uh, were banished. Says it ever, we can answer this, that this is not a, a, uh, a argument in what actually happened in reality, because we can say that Rubid Gergashi is a Vegagain Betchila. We could say that most of the Gergashi went away first, like the second Rashi, and a minority of, of Gigashi, which, which were mixed in to the other nations, left later on after the war, and we're not going to elaborate on this. What we want to establish over here is that there's two approaches. Approach number one is, in the order of the, Rashi, of the first Rashi, that first you have a war. First you conquer the six nations, and then Gigashi leaves, may a love, as we'll see, on their own accord. And the second Rashi is that the, the so, sorry, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the second Rashi is that first the Gergashi, we get rid of Gergashi, meaning to say, Gergashi goes away, goes away. And then we, we have to go, to still go to war with the six nations and expel them from Israel. And these two approaches we're going to see, are two different paths in serving Hashem. First of all, since you do as design umis haknani who are made of gamers and design midis rois, because zelu mazef on di zayin midis tiktosh. The seven nations that inhabit the land of Eretz Yisrael, according to Hasidus, according to Pnimisa and Yanim, refer to the seven negative character traits that are the parallel of the seven holy character traits. For example, Knaini is chesed the klipa, Knaini is the chesed, the giving attribute. Of the negative forces, Chiti is Gevura v'chulu. Under the from Kibur Zayinomis, the idea of conquering the seven nations is that Avoda to Kibur Zayinomavaras and Zayimidis Rois is the person's Avoda to conquer and refine his seven negative character traits. See, I did a project. Is the middle of us is I'm a nugget to the middle of Masa in Kedusha because each individual uh, nation represents another another negative character trait that is the counter to the positive character trait and you have to conquer each one and elevate them and transform them to be used only for holiness and for goodness. Is Mavur in Svarim and the Svarim explain the idea of Girgashi which left by themselves as the Girgashi is beginning from Malchus the Klippa. If you have, if Knaini uh, is Chesed and Chiti is Gvura, you go down, Girgashi is the last, is the seventh. Girgashi represents Malchus of Klippa, of the negative forces. And after we rectify and refine the six nations, then Malchus is automatically rectified and refined. Malchus, as we know, is the feminine attribute of Klippa. Malchus is, Malchus is always feminine. And Malchus, the Klippa, is the feminine aspect of Klippa. 
And Malchus is less than Migar Maklum. Malchus does not have anything of its own. Malchus receives from the levels above it and then relays it to the levels below it. But it doesn't have any of its own, so to speak. Since Blaze and Makabal from the Akhiramidis, it is a recipient from the higher levels. When as a Zverd bottle, the Raf and the Vav Midis, the Klippa, so once you destroy the negativity of the six Midas that come before Malchus, automatically that cancels out Malchus of Klippa because it has nothing to receive. It has no negativity to receive because you already rectified the six Midas that came before it. So that's how the Svarim explain it. That it's interesting in the order 41, the Rebbe says, that the reference in the Svarim is from Michaelis Yankiv. And the Rebbe says, As of now, I have not found this discussed in any of the Sifre Kabbalah prior to the Kehlis Yankiv, nor have I found this discussed in any of the Drushim, any of the Ma'amarim of the Rabbeim. You have to look into this and you have to find it. So now let's, let's apply this start more practically. That in from Malchus the Klippa in Aveda is the beginning from Achshava Dibra Umaisa in Yonad von Umaza. The idea of Malchus the Klippa, the concept of Malchus the Klippa, is Machshava Dibra Umaisa. Meaning to say, Malchus is always the 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 aspect, the the level that takes from above and relays it to the next level, which is in a human being, when he has feelings, what does he do with those feelings? Either he thinks about it, or he talks about it, or he does something about it. That's already, the Machshava Dibra Maisa is the beginning process of taking the Midas and applying them into, into the next level, into, into, into the real world. So Malchus di Klippa in Avoida is Machshava Dibra Maisa. When we rectify our six, our, the six attributes. The midas of chesed, for example, the midas of chesed, as obayim nitzayinkin avezor betayvus, it shouldn't have any misguided love or lust or desire. Midas agvura, or for example, he has to rectify his midas of gvura. Mevatlos on the midas from cast to get rid of his anger. Vikayitzu bezavad derechsen the under midas rois and all the midas rois. When a person rectifies his midas to get rid of all of the misguided, misdirected, or negative usage of the Midas, so there's no room for negative thought, speech, or action. For only the garments and the practical application of what he's feeling. He thinks, or speaks, or does that which is that which his feelings, his emotions, are, are telling him to do. But, if you already rectify the Midas, the Midas are, good, are not bad anymore, then the Machshava Dibur Maisa are automatically going to be good. They're just going to reflect that which, which your Midas are. And if your Midas are uh, 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 conquered and rectified, then automatically the Machshava Dibur Maisa is going to be positive. I'm sorry. I knew this was gonna happen. When I'm chayiv, adkan. This is this is one oifin. Aber tipulu unbiru malchus tiklipek and sign of an oifin as noch eder as mevarim zachak ben zanim midisrois. But there's another way to go, and that is that even before he conquered and refined his negative character traits, either kavish yisrois he 
conquers his Yetzer. Despite the fact that his, that his character traits have not been refined, but they still should not yet, they should not express themselves just like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya about the Benini, that the that the, the bad that exists in, in his the left part of his heart, which is where the Yetzirah is, is still as intense as it was when he was born. And therefore he has all of these desires for the pleasures of the world. And it has not yet been removed. And his Echabr Mizgaber and Shailot of Temra, the Benini, overpowers and takes control of the Ra. It should not actually express itself in Machsavah Debar in other words, there's two ways to go. One way is that you conquer the Midas. You, you rectify, you change, you transform your character. So that way, automatically, the Machshava Dibur Maisa has no negativity, to, no negativity to express. Or if you haven't gotten there yet, there's another way to go. At least focus on Machshava Dibur Maisa to control that, that it, it should not express the negativity that it still exists in your character traits. And these two approaches in Avaida are the differences that we're going to see in Rashi and watch how it fits in so beautifully into the words of Rashi. The first Pirus is talking about the gradual orderly entry into Eretz Yisrael, which is basically how the Avedah should go in the best case scenario. There kibush from Bidu from the Zion Numis Bidu Sreis, that you conquer and refine the seven nations, the seven negative character traits. First comes with First you have to banish the negative character traits. And then automatically, on its own accord, the Gigashi leaves. Automatically, this cancels out the, 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 the Malchus of Klippa. The Machshava Dibur Maisa in in which the six Midas Rois would have expressed themselves. But because you won over, you conquered the six Midas, therefore, there's no more negative Machshava Dibur Maisa. In the second Pasik, we're not talking about the order, the chronological order of how to enter into Yisrael. In the second Pasik, we're talking about the practical, the, the commandments that are relevant in practicality to the Yidden. And when Taylor tells us what to do or what not to do, it's referring to not so much to the Midois, rather it's referring to Machsavah Dibur Maisa. If Taylor says do not kill, it's not saying you're not allowed to have a thought of killing. It's, it's, it's not, a, not a good thing to do, but it's not a prohibition. There's no Isra al of Loisirtzach with regards to Machsavah. When Tera says do or don't do, Tera is referring to Machshava. Uh, I, I guess I should. Yeah, I guess I should. I, I should rephrase that. When Tera talks, Tera talks to Machshava Dibur Maisa. Tera doesn't talk to Midas. Tera talks to Machshava Dibur Maisa. Tera is not saying how you should feel. Tera is saying how you should think, how you should speak, how you should do. 
When the Reber Kamen's on his organ as Gigashi Amad upon him, Pnei Meilav. Therefore, you can't say that the Gigashi left by itself. But in Vavumus Yeshkan, you still have the six Umas here. The Raf and these texts, Nidus of the Klippe is Doch, Betokva, Yubik Virasai, Bechalas Malikitul Dosai. The negativity of his, six, of his six character traits are still as intense as they were always. So he's nervous like Gigashi Amad upon him, Pnei the only thing you could do is you could get rid of Gigashi. To break away the actual from the Midas Royce, from the character traits, that at least you don't, your thought, speech, and action is, is as it should be, even though the Midas have not yet been uh, transformed. But in, in brackets, even this really. Is dependent on the nefesh of the kiss. But does get them kayach as on litcheveren the sichlus from the klipas besit rachas bechalas moli, which gives the person the strength to be able to push aside the the foolishness of the klipa and the sitrachra. Kavur baruch and Tanya the Gabi Abenini, as Tanya explains, when the fire zokben of them amadu panam bipneim svet nitchefar erkdusos nefesh of the kiss. That's why it says it was it, it went away from before it. Its face from before its countenance, implying that 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 it's it's not just the person's avodah by itself; it's actually the with the power of kedusha that pushes it away. But nevertheless, it's still not uh, 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 it's still uh, its own avodah because the vav umis the, the six negative midas are still there. And since you still have the midas, the midas are still betokvam; they're still in their same intensity. Therefore, the pasuk says shmar lecha, ashmirum yuchedes that has to be a special protection as his own byimnit peilin in the midah hazayin that it should have no effect on the seventh midah in the levushia nefesh yevir aguf. You have to be constantly careful because since the six midahs have not been refined yet, you have to constantly be on guard that the that the character trait should not affect. The, the garments of the soul, the machshava di bermaisa, and the and the practical application. This to refine the seven midas is the achan of achsharos and kibush and allah esrumais is a preparation to the ultimate conquering of all the ten nations. Oich keser chachmo bina, including keser chachmo bina, does as I'm a pale in the gul mitzvah shleima, which will actually be carried out with the geula haemitzvah shleima. Then we will have the seven lands. And oich keni kriz vekadmeni will also conquer the three other lands. And then we will have the seven lands. And oich keni kriz vekadmeni will also conquer the three other lands. Eretz Yisrael hashleima, the complete Eretz Yisrael. Yarchi v'ashem lekechas kavulcha, and the Eibushter will expand our borders. May it be because of Mamish Aidei Mashiach Tzedkenu. So we see from over here uh, that the, the, how the two Rashi's in the first Rashi says Vegei Rashi that when you are Vegei Rashi when you banish the six Midas then Amad Upana Mipnei May Love then automatically you, you, you're rid of Gigashi. But when Vavum is Yashkan, if you still have the six nations here, you still haven't refined the six midas, then Ahmad Upanam Ipneyam, then you could still conquer the, the Girgashi, you can still uh, overcome the Machshava Dibra Why Ahmad Upanam Ipneyam? By utilizing the Kayach of Kedusha to push away the negative thought, speech, and action. And at least that will be okay even before you rectify the. The, the the seven midos of Klippa, the seven character traits, and then we hope and pray to see the conquering of all ten umais with the coming of Mashiach.